It's a sobering thought that JSE returns expressed in U.S. dollars over the last decade amount to just 33%, while the S&P 500 returned 263% over the same period. That's a huge difference in returns and validates those who've argued for years that you're better off investing as much as you can offshore. But there are ways to do it right and there are ways to do it wrong. Where does offshore property fit into the picture or indeed alternative investments and cryptocurrencies? My name is Kieran Ryan, and joining us to discuss this is Scott Picken. Scott is CEO and founder of Wealth Migrate and chairman of the Global Wealth Group. He's also author of the book Property Going Global with a forward by Clem Sunter. Now, this is the authoritative manual on how to safely invest internationally and create global wealth. First of all, welcome, Scott. I've just mentioned the huge difference in returns between the JSC and the S&P 500 measure over 10 years. That's compelling enough reason, I would imagine, to take as much as you can and invest offshore. But that's just looking at equity investments. Explain why South Africans should also be considering alternative investments and offshore property as part of their portfolios. Karen, thanks very much for having me online and wonderful to be able to share with everyone. I think the most important thing that any investor will be looking at is diversification. And so one shouldn't just be diversifying across geographies, but you should also be diversifying across asset classes. You know, one of the guys that I follow who I've got a huge amount of respect for is Ray Dalio. And he specifically goes on and on about diversification across countries, currencies, assets, and to some extent, even even partners. So where you talk about those type of returns, you know, 33% in South Africa and 263% in America, what one can holistically look at is that even if you take our property returns, we've been helping investors invest in America since 2012. You know, in that time, the RAND has halved, the property prices have doubled, and they've earned a consistent 8% net you know, cash on cash return. So you know, I'm not saying that the property is better than equities. We could get into that debate <laughs> all day long. But certainly as an investor, one should be diversifying across different asset classes. And I know for a fact, from my perspective, they're a hell of a lot less volatile. And it's the passive income, which you know, the wealthiest investors tend to go after. Okay, and there are some spectacular alternative investments out there as well, which are focusing on areas such as impact investment and SME lending, just, just to name a few. Just unpack this for us so that we can understand how does this fit into portfolio construction? Well, it's interesting. I mean, when you talk about the impact investing, you know, 10 years ago, that was a, a nice to have and it was very small, quite frankly. It's now a trillion dollar industry. Um, they're called SDGs, which are Sustainable um, Development and Protocol Projects. And I mean, the biggest investor in the world is a company called BlackRock, and they've come out now and they've literally said, unless companies are abiding by the SGGs, which is pretty much based on the UN's 2030 goals, then they won't invest in them at all. So it's actually become a, a really important part where you can not only make a profit, but you can also make a purposeful investment. When you talk about SME lending, you know, funny enough, I just came off a call with, with Cedars, which is the largest equity crowdfunding platform in Europe. We did a raise with them about two years ago. They have more than doubled in the last 12 months. And um, I just find it absolutely fascinating how these sectors of alternative investments are becoming more and more attractive. You know, I was on a call about an hour ago with another group called Sun Exchange that ultimately helps people invest in solar, another alternative investment class. And, you know, they're also raising, you know, very aggressively and, and getting very good returns. And so people are not only getting good returns, but they're also having a positive impact on the planet. Turning now to global property, you wrote the manual on this, the book called Property Going Global. And I suppose it's safe to say that there are ways to do it right and probably ways that you can do it wrong. Probably more ways that you can do it wrong. Is that correct, Scott? 
Look, unfortunately, the research that came out about 10 years ago was that 80% of South Africans that invest offshore actually lose money. So the, the point is everyone sends their money overseas and they're wanting three different things. They're wanting wealth protection, they're wanting a plan B, and they're wanting peace of mind. And yet, and I'm not just talking in property, I'm talking in equities and, and other asset classes as well, more than 80% of people that invested from 2000 to 2010 actually lost money. So you're 100% correct. There's many more ways to do it wrong than there are to do it right. I tend to say to people that the fundamentals of investment and business never change. So what I mean by that is that even though technology can enhance or enable the process, the fundamentals don't change. And, you know, it's actually the reason I wrote the book and was very lucky for it, you know, for, to have it endorsed by Clem Sunter. I built a four-dimensional model based on Clem Sunter's scenario planning techniques, which ultimately provided us with a due diligence. We call it GITS, the Global Investment Due Diligence System. It's no better or worse than other systems, but most people make you know, investment decisions based on a gut feel, an estate agent, their brother, their mother, and it actually provides them with a framework or a, a fundamental model to be able to invest properly. Now, why is that important, Karen, is that I tend to say to people that there's only two things you need to get right if you're going to invest. And whether you're investing locally or internationally, there's actually only two things you've got to get right. The first one is that you've got to have the right information. And the second is that you've got to have the right partners. And although that sounds incredibly simple, there's a whole bunch of mistakes that people make based on those uh, two different scenarios. Now, bring technology into that can greatly enhance the process but it is not a fix-all and that you have to have the fundamentals right. And that is why the book to this day still stands true because you've got to understand the fundamentals and get it right. I'm just curious to pick up on that point where you say 80% of South Africans investing, was it over the last decade, lost money. Do, do we know why? I tend to say to people it's based on, on a number of things and, and there's about 10 different principles so we don't have time to go through all of them. But the first one is that they react. You know, the president fires the finance minister, the RAND falls out of bed, and they literally, you know, they, they panic and they send money overseas at the wrong times. So they are reactive investors versus proactive investors. The second is that South Africans are famous for flying to London to go watch a rugby game and they buy a property on the weekend, you know, as an investment. And I always tend to joke and say, well, you know, how well would a foreigner invest if they came to Cape Town for a week and just bought a, an asset? You know, the third is that they get the wrong information. The fourth is that they get the wrong partners. The fifth is that they don't understand the fees and the costs, so they often get caught up with very expensive tax structuring and compliance. And before they know it, their money that they've invested, and as I repeat myself, but to protect their wealth, to have peace of mind and to be a plan B, tends to you know, not work out. And often they either leave the money sitting in a bank account, which doesn't do anything for them, and or they, they chop and change. They send money overseas, then they bring it home, then they send it overseas. And unfortunately, human sentiment is that you do it at the wrong times, not the right times. And so they lose on both sides of the fence. All right, so we're talking about alternative investments. One of them, of course, is cryptocurrencies. Should that form a part of any good portfolio? Look, I'm not a financial advisor. I spend a lot of time trying to understand where the markets are going and following you know, some very intelligent people around the world. Cryptocurrency is one of a number of exponential technologies that is going to have an impact on our lives. In fact, cryptocurrency is built on blockchain and many people, including myself, believe that blockchain is going to have a bigger impact on your life over the next 20 years than the internet did over the last uh, 20 years. I will be very conscious to say, though, that it's in the very formative stages. And so, you know, test it, try it out, 
but I definitely wouldn't be betting the, the family farm on it. And, and any good investment, you know, strategy or portfolio would have a piece of something. But again, if it's not what you enjoy and if it's not what you understand, then be very cautious. Okay, WealthMigrate has created a technology platform making it simple for investors to sign on. Now, just explain how that works and what's the benefit of doing this in an online way? Well, again, if you look at any one of the technology companies that, that have disrupted a whole industry, whether it's Apple and music, whether it's Uber and taxis, whether it's Airbnb and accommodation, whether it's you know Robin Hood and, and uh, access to the, to the stock markets around the world, they do three things. They cut out the middlemen, they cut the costs, and they dramatically increase the trust, the transparency, and the accessibility. What does Wealth Migrate do? It allows you to go online. There's four simple steps. You literally sign up in a compliant way, step number one. Step number two is you fund your wallet. So your wallet is protected by European law. It's actually backed by the top five banks in Europe. And it's a digital wallet. You've got complete control of your wallet. Step number three is you get access to global investment opportunities. So not only in South Africa, Europe, England, America, Australia, and you can then get access to quality institutional partners and their deals. And step number four is you can invest in those deals and you can manage everything online in one place. So if I come back to what I said about other industries, it's dramatically cut the costs of being able to get access and entry to good quality partners with good quality deals. It's dramatically cut out all the middlemen. And thirdly, it's increased the trust, the transparency and the accessibility. And we're talking about deals there that would involve property, alternative investment, stock exchange. Are there more? Yeah, so it's pretty much anything in the primary markets. We just closed a deal last week that is a structured note. Previously, you couldn't you know, get access to those type of quality institutional level investments with, with less than $2 million. We've got property, we've got private equity, we've got, uh, we've got debt products. And so what's really, really important for investors is that the true principles of what Ray Dalio says with diversification, you now really can diversify across countries, across assets, across currencies, and across partners, and yet making it simple and safe with very little hassle managing it all in one place. And what is the website? It's wealth, the word wealth, migrate. So in the same way that the birds and the animals migrate, so wealthmigrate.com. Okay, it seems that the range of options available to offshore invest is expanding at an ever faster pace. Now, what are some of the investment options that are likely to confront us in the coming year or two? Look, I think, Karen, one of the things is that, and we could do a whole nother podcast just on DeFi and the whole decentralization that is taking place around the world. The one that I'm most excited about is tokenized property. And the reason being is that actually on this planet, 49% of the world's wealth is held in, in property and real estate, and yet only 12.7% of the world's population has access to property. I fundamentally believe that over time, there's going to be far better accessibility to property using the technologies but most people when they hear the word bitcoin or something run for the hills they're completely scared they've got no idea how it actually works or how it's valued or anything things like tokenized property will have the technology of bitcoin but the underlying asset that people understand and i think that we'll go very far to solving some of the greatest challenges on the planet when people can invest like the top one percent in in world-class quality assets but with very small minimums 
and with very small friction costs to be able to get access to it. So I believe over the next 10 years, they're going to be incredibly exciting opportunities. And whether you're a highly sophisticated investor, you know, then you really need to be you know, aware of these trends so that you can take advantage. And if you, you know, just starting out, you too will get access to the same opportunities just with smaller amounts. All right. I think just to point out that tokenized property, what you'll be able to do is own a fraction of a prime property, for example, an address in London, one of the elite addresses in London or any city in the world. You'd be able to own a tiny fraction of that, right? Well, exactly, Karen. I mean, look, let's be frank. I'm already helping people through Wealth Migrate. We're already helping people invest from $1,000. We've actually got a starter pack where people can get started from $100. Our dream ultimately is to get it to $1. And that's where, you know, the, the accessibility just goes through the roof of more and more people being able to participate. And again, I use the word top 1%. You know, a lot of people invest in residential property. That, that's, that is still a middle class investment. The truly wealthy invest in, in asset classes like commercial property. And yet most people don't have the access, don't have the money, don't have the knowledge. And yet by partnering with people that have already got that track record, you too can get access to those opportunities. You too can get access to the best opportunities. You too can get access to the same returns, however, with much lower barriers to entry. As a final question on property, because commercial property is in an extremely distressed state at the moment. So is that an attractive option for people? Again, there's two ways of answering that. The first one is be very careful. So, you know, yes, it is in a distressed state. And again, which, which sector are we talking? Are we talking tourism property? Are we talking office space property? Are we talking retail? All three of those are in massively distressed states. The other way of looking at it is that Warren Buffett and many others would say that when there's blood on the streets, there's great opportunity. Be, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. And so, you know, it's in times like this, I've been investing internationally for 20 years. And it's in times like this that you really truly can pick up great opportunities that can set you up for for many decades to come. I believe that by partnering with the right partners, we can get access to those type of opportunities. And therefore, with using the power of the crowd, using the power of technology, Karen, you and I and all the listeners can come together and we can get access to those type of deals and actually take advantage of where the markets are. And many years from now, look back and, and say, wow, that was an amazing time. And, and I'm glad I took advantage. We're going to leave it there. That was Scott Picken, who is CEO and founder of Wealth Migrate and chairman of the Global Wealth Group.